Hey there, and welcome to What The 50 Podcast, a show for women of a certain age, you know who you are, because it's never too late to start living your best life. I'm your host, Cindy Bell. Let's get this started. Here we go. Well, hello and welcome to What The 50, a podcast for women of a certain age. I am with my special guest today, Terry Randall. Hey, Terry. Hi, Cindy. How what are a pleasure you? to get to chat with you today. Thank you for being on. I appreciate it. So, Terry, you live in Ontario, Canada, right? I do. And you are also a woman of a certain age. We will not say your age, but you um, come with a lifetime of experience. And baggage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, join the club, join the club. So, um, Terry, you are a, um, a leader, an entrepreneur, a female entrepreneur, a leader in Canada, right? You yes. have, you, you're an expert at creating wealth and you are very good at teaching others how to do the same and how to really be self-sufficient, how to create a residual lifelong income for themselves. Would that be accurate? That's very accurate. Now, you know, and wealth is subjective. Sure. Absolutely. It's not a specific, I'm, I'm never been one of those that jump in when they talk about get your first hundred thousand Get your two. What's wrong with ninety nine thousand nine hundred? Does that mean you're less successful? So it's not necessarily a specific dollar amount. It's all the other things that contribute to what I consider part of your success or part of your wealth bank. So tell us a little bit about your background, what you've experienced in your life to bring you to this place now, because I know you kind of had a lot of a lot yeah, of like uh, a cat with nine lives, right? So right? tell us. And people will experience that, right? At different stages, different ages, you go through different things. So in your core beliefs are one thing in your 20s, and then you get to your 30s, it's something different. You add something to it, Absolutely. take something away. Yeah. So now that you know I'm at the age that I am, I've really learned to um, pull from the adversities I had early in my previous abusive marriage yeah so tell um, us about that how long were you married how it was abusive um share whatever you're comfortable sharing yeah absolutely it's, it's not a secret um so it goes back to 1979 mm -hmm. during courtship just like a spider they weave this web of how fantastic they are and mr perfect they appear to have all of the values that you're looking for yeah all that goodness, kindness, community person will be true, blue, and honest, and all of that. On the wedding day, packing for our honeymoon, it was like a switch, and it was Jekyll and Hyde. Really? Within a few hours, I did not recognize this. So not you know, facially, but you know what I'm saying. Give me an example. Like, what? what? <clears throat> packing, for, packing for the honeymoon throwing my clothes all around. You will not take that. You will not wear that. Who'd want to see you wear, you know, that kind of thing. Wow. Get in the car now. Like in those kinds of tones. And that kind of set the stage for how uh, I stayed 15 years. Um, and like many women out there, you stay way longer than you should. One of the worst mm -hmm. pieces of advice that I was given Oh, you stay for the children. Yeah. I will tell you what, that is the worst piece of advice. 
It is. Because the children are far more wary. They see what and hear what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and you have to take those things into consideration. But you get so browbeaten. You start to believe all that garbage they're feeding you. Yeah. Self-worth about your value in the world. And you had four kids. Totally. Four children. Right. And so you stayed for 15 years for the kids. Because you I mean, also, to be truthful, I didn't want that stigma. Yeah. Single mother, four kids, like who was going to take on four kids, you know, looking down the road? Yeah. How was I going to provide? Um, did, you know, all did, those he say, things. did he say things to you like, you'll never make it on your own, Terry? Absolutely. Yeah. So you felt stuck. See, and those are the things that seemingly were attractive in the beginning. All the things that I... I was, clothes I wore, the style I had, my presence, I was working in corporate, all of those things seemingly were what was attractive and then overnight became the things that would repel everybody. Wow. So was was there sort of a, a spiritual or religious component to you feeling like you had to stay as well? Because I know for me, like, you know, I ha- uh, had this whole thing in my head. God hates divorce. You don't get divorced. And yes. And we were we were very staunch participants in our uh, home church. Right. His, his family, they were founders of that particular branch of church. He was the superintendent of Sunday school. And here's the funny thing about the church people. Uh, so 15 years going, sitting in the same pew every Sunday, participating in all the things, the ladies groups, the nursery, you know, all that. I had to make sure the girls had to be dressed the same, the same socks, the same shoes, went to sit in the same pew, like control, control, control. And he was just so dynamic as a Sunday school superintendent. And people just thought, oh my God, that guy's just so fabulous. And the minute we would get home, that psychotic person would appear and it would just be like terror for, for several hours, you know, just be reading, not only me, but the, but the children, nobody would have believed you, right? That's what you're thinking. They didn't believe it. They didn't. And the first thing, one of the first things he did once he realized we were gone was to pick up the phone to the church, phone a friend, phone the church people, because they'll tell everybody, do you know what she did to me she left me stole my children ruined my life yep yeah and and, responsibility ever and so you left no money right you were broke so initially like over the course of the 15 years I had planned like when you get your ducks in a row and you'll have a little savings next all those things you tell yourself that never really happened Mm. but what did happen the only duck I got in a row was to find my inner strength and to know I just had to make a breakaway. And he was, he had fallen asleep on the couch. And I just put the kids in the car with whatever they were wearing, had to do it quickly. You never knew when he was going to wake up. I didn't have time to pack. I didn't even have a purse, nothing. Just put the kids in the car. We drove away. And um, the kids were not even frightened. They just thought, they thought this is the thing to do, mommy, because he just so bad. So they were afraid of him. They they were afraid of him and they, they wanted you to leave. Yes. They knew he was the life out of us. 
where did you all go? This is what the first part of you, you really have to be humble and just not be afraid to ask for help or to ask for resources. So where we lived at the time was um, out of the main city. I knew that there was, was kind of a family motel, hotel, not far from us, but enough I wouldn't be in plain sight. And um, I drove up, I left the kids in the car. The oldest one was like 13 at the time. So okay. able to watch the others, right? And I went in and spoke to the manager. It was a husband and wife who ran the facility. I guess he could tell maybe that I had that distraught panic look on my face. I sort of explained the situation that we had to leave. It was urgent, we had nothing with us, but if he would let us stay for the night, I would make sure that he was paid. Um, and they let us stay and we got you know, a fairly good night's rest. And the next morning, um, they made sure we had breakfast. His wife had given us sandwiches and drinks and fruit for the car. Uh, and there was no way they were gonna accept any money. Mm. Um, so that is the first, first real part of how I learned, even when you have nothing, you still have something that you can give to somebody else. Right. And that, that became part of my mission, no matter what I was doing from that time moving forward, no matter what job or line of work or whatever endeavor I took on, I've always given part of whatever money to help somebody else. That's so I don't correct. necessarily tithe to my church. Mm -hmm. I tithe where I see that it needs to be of the biggest benefit. Right. I love that. So how did you finally get yourself situated and, and reestablished? And, you know, you had to get a job, obviously. What, how did that look? So the first couple of days, um, I went to my sister's uh, in a different city. We drove there. She let us stay for a couple of nights. You get on the phone. You start calling social services. You lay out your case. What can I do? What, what can you get for us? Where can we go? Within the end of the week, I had a house rented. I rented furniture from one of those rent-by-the-week places. I just made sure we had whatever we needed. And, you know, family members kind of gave clothes um, to kind of carry us over. I had previously worked at our local hospital. I called the Department of Nursing, and I just said, look, I need a job. I need it today. Um I'd like to come back. I have no money for, I have no uniforms. I have no duty shoes, no stockings, no watch, no bus fare. The Department of Nursing was so gracious. They made sure that I had a month's worth of bus tickets. They got me a watch, like wow. they provided, they provided. Wow. Well, I had been a valuable employee. And I guess that was part of it too. Like I'd never had any complaints about my work. Um, so another one of those things, you have to suck it up and be, just reach out. Ask People for help. People are willing to help. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, I think some women get stuck in that. They're afraid or they yeah. think they have no resources or no power. Right? Once you make a decision, take your power. And it's so hard for some women. Um, they can't even fathom being alone, really. There are some women yes. who are stuck far longer than 15 years who just can't even imagine what it takes to get out. And then what, what do they do? And then it's, it's too much. So they stay stuck. Yes. And it's you know, one of the things that I think is a great resource that we leaned on 
Um, so my daughters and I were always avid readers. Mm. That is free information, right? And knowledge is, again, that's taking your power. Yeah, where can I, where can I go? What's available? Rebuild your, your self-worth. Um, like there's just so much material available, especially now. Everything's so available, sure. right? Support systems and so forth. And then kind of, you know, connect yourself to a small group of people. Maybe they had similar circumstance. Um, one thing I, I was most disappointed in, the church people turn your back. Yep. They turn their back. People that you were very good friends with as a couple, nobody wants to take sides. So you lose them. So you're really, you're starting everything all over, building new relationships outside of what was your family unit and what the friends you used to socialize with and have your activities with. It's like you have leprosy. Yes. And oftentimes in churches, we see that they don't know what to do with the divorced woman. Because you don't fit into their box anymore. You don't fit into their little uh, template. That's right. What do we do with her? Especially that many years ago, because this was in the what, 80s or 90s? Well, by now we're coming kind of up to... 1988. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But still, even, even, even then, still, yes. You know, what, what do we do with her? Very close minded. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's an experience sadly that a lot of us have had. Um, so how do you fast forward? How do you get to the point where you're now this incredibly successful entrepreneur where you won, um, what was the award you won in Canada? T- uh, top, uh, um, out of the top 50 over 50 entrepreneurs in Canada, that was in um, just before the, like 2018. Okay. So that's uh-huh. amazing. Like, how did you get from there, your, your start to, to where you are now? Because I just failed forward enough times. Okay. So you're saying it's, it's mindset, right? I mean, you absolutely mindset and whatever adversity I to turn that into an advantage somewhere. And even if you you feel like you're failing at something, you're not really, you're not really, because there's always something to take from it. Even if the only thing you took from it was what not to do, right? That's a good point. You know, so I dabbled in a few um, network marketing companies mm-hmm. uh, along the way. So the first one was Mary Kay for 20 years. Mm-hmm. That gave me community. Yeah, for sure. So that yeah. was the support. Somebody took me to even, I wasn't even driving. I didn't even have a driver's license then. Somebody would take me to have my lessons, took me for my test. Somebody else, you know, would be checking on me, you know, doing this or that. Somebody would help me, support me doing my first classes. Um, So that was really the basis of finding community outside of my existing circle and learning some really key business principles. But you had to get super vulnerable, right? Because you had to share your story with people in order to get help. Yes. Yes. And I think sharing your story is so important. It's kind of one of my, you know, the pins that I put in my mantra, right? Is sharing your story not only helps you, but it frees other people up too. As they hear your story, they're like, oh, I'm not alone. Exactly. But you have to remember back then, it wasn't as prevalent to have, um, you know, programs such as this, right? Or the, you know, it was still AOL dial-up. Yeah, you got mail, right? 
so it wasn't out there so you were you were in smaller groups yeah. and I was never one to whine never whined about the situation I'm I will say shit if I feel like it and a lot of times some four letter like I'm very yeah. forthright what you see today is is who I am and You'll never know what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I love but it. So people, every, people can see through that, right? Yeah. Yes, filter goes up. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think for me, I just knew that I wanted to set an example of strength and finding a way, being resourceful and resilient and how to get back up. It doesn't matter how many times you're kicked you get back up, right? Um, so one of the things I said in a previous, I did a presentation like two years ago about adversity um, in my 10 kind of steps, no matter how much shit somebody throws at you, make sure you got a bigger shovel. There you go. Like, just throw it right back. Yeah, I right? love it. So um, I think being involved in different network marketing companies, again, you're adding to your personal development. You're learning another skill. Um, was I always like the big earners and top dogs? No, 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 no. But I felt my worth. I felt my success. And I stopped measuring that to somebody else's ruler. Yeah, that's important. I measure it. Yeah, I th that's really the key. Um, and then you landed on Melaleuca, which is the company you're with now that you yes. love. I, I know you, you're in love with that company and um, for so many reasons. So um, what has that done for you in terms of creating wealth and generational wealth and residual income and, and all that? So specifically Melaleuca, the company itself is so different to any other company I've been exposed to. And I'm not gonna say this as a selling feature. This is, this is from my heart, what I found. Sure. sure. So it has provided me a platform to do all of the things I love to do. I've been a, an advocate uh, for health and wellness all of my working life in some way, shape or form, right? And when you see enough go bad and then with your own family, you know you have to start taking proactive and preventative steps. Yeah, for so sure. How I got introduced to Melaleuca was through uh, a health concern that hit me. Um, and during a preoperative testing in 2018, it showed that I had high levels of toxic inflammation, lead and mercury. So seeing that result and knowing how I thought, how um, stringent I was about what I was using, it became one of those, you don't know what you don't know. And so I was referred to Melaleuca by a practitioner, holistic practitioner. Um, and I started to do my due diligence. Um, so here was one of the things that was so amazing to me. It allowed to get all of the things that I would normally use from the bathroom to the kitchen, to my beauty supplies, supplements that had tons of clinical documentation to support. So I felt very good about that, right? But it was at a price that was affordable. Mm. So, you know, being consistent with anything is where you're going to find your best long-term results. So that was one of the things. And then as I became to the company, 
from a corporate side and from, a, um, so we're considered marketing executives. So I get to educate others on cleaning up toxic products um, and I can just open accounts for people. So it's the savings piece because we get to shop for 30 to 50% off. Who doesn't want that now? Everybody needs a lifeline. I don't care what socioeconomic class you're in. Money's money. And a lot of people show wealth on paper, but when you look at their credit card statements, their line of credit debt, their mortgage debt, they don't have a whole lot of like liquid cash. Right. So a savings piece for anybody is just so fantastic. Member benefits out of this world. Savings on home security, like half the price of what ADT was. Like just so many things, but it also allowed me to, to build an organization and to create that residual income piece. So it's repeat, repeat, repeat. So unlike when I was coaching independently, you were relying on new clients coming in, buying a package and you'd work with them for, you know, 60, 90, 120 days, whatever. Maybe they would renew, maybe not, but you're constantly feeding that funnel. Because whatever goes in the tops coming out the bottom. Right, right. This was a, a format. Anybody I refer, these are essentials. We have a 96% customer retention rate month over month. Wow, that's really high. 37 year history. Wow. So I was going to put my experience and my um, effort into that, which could serve the greater number of people. Mm. Fabulous. The greater number of people, because not everybody's up here. Right, right. So that's a community piece. That's my reach out piece. It's giving me all the things that I've worked for all my life. So you coach within your company, but you are, yes. are you still coaching independently outside of that? I haven't the last couple of years. Okay. Um, so you know the other situation with my husband. So right. He, he's really, a, yeah. He's. Well, it's, it's almost a year to the date, a new amputee. Um, he blew out his aortic artery and then subsequent disasters after that. Um, so he's still bedridden and uh, we're waiting on another surgery, probably in four or five weeks, um, even to get him to be able to go to rehab. So my main focus is what's happening in the house. So I'm able to work in the mornings. I'm able to just pick up the phone and connect with somebody you know, hey, this, you should take a look at this. It might really serve you and your family in some way. Or maybe somebody is looking for that money-making piece because mm -hmm. not everybody is building a business with Mel Lucas. Some are just really happy customers. Um, so right. it gives me all those elements, right? So right. coaching, so you had to show up a specific day and time. And I never, ever want to let anybody down because of something happening in my life. Right. So now that you've had this health crisis with your husband, but because of the um, income that you've created for yourself through your company, the residual income, you haven't really yes. worried. And the right? bonuses and commissions, like it's, yeah. it's something I've never experienced in my life. We uh, just in our team, we have multiple millionaires created in less than three years. Mm -hmm. They're earning like 40, 50,000 residual with bonuses on top. So I know that, that network marketing often has, you know, a really negative stigma with a lot of people, right? Because um, they've heard stories or they've had personal experiences that haven't been very positive. But for a woman like who's restarting her life and she's she needs money, right? 
would you recommend getting into a network marketing company, not even necessarily the one you're in, but to create a, a, a passive income? Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I've learned about network marketing. So I did my first Tony Robbins event in 1979. There was 12 of us in a room and he was younger than, he looked like my son. Oh, wow. So I've been fortunate enough to participate and grow and, you know, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn. I've done them all in person. What I've learned about network marketing is generally there's a buy-in. There's usually products to buy up front and keep. There's usually an auto order component. Um, And a lot of that is tied into niche products, a higher end skincare, Mm -hmm. higher end glamour items. So when push comes to shove and your kids need food and you've got rent or mortgage to pay, what's going to go first? Your high-end items or are you going to buy what you need? What I found with Melaleuca I'm getting that same class of high performance skincare, European quality. Mm-hmm. We have the highest group of people in our beauty department that come from the top echelons of skincare out there. Um, so we get everything at a fraction of the price without sacrificing, but they pay us loyalty dollars just to shop. So I build up my loyalty dollars. And if I want to buy, um, you know, a new skin, skincare product or a glamour item or a mascara I don't feel guilty I'm using my loyalty dollars so I'm first basically getting it for free yeah so we have no we don't have inventory we're not network marketing we are con- direct to consumer so you're direct marketing yes yeah and you don't have I'm to hooking up people direct to the manufacturer okay and you don't have to keep any inventory which is fantastic no. because as you know companies- and they only allow us to buy exactly what we need in our own family you're limited to how much you can purchase for yourself. Okay. That's they good. don't want to jeopardize anything. Do you have other um, streams of income like investing and real estate? Um, or are you just in this one company? Uh, no, actually, I still have a commission that comes in from the company I was with prior to Melaleuca, which is Vox Life, which is a wearable neurotech. So I'm still a managing director there. Oh, okay. Although not actively building my team. Um, I still support the product because the technology is phenomenal. It's a local Canadian company. Um, Another one of those pieces, like I think health and wellness is never just one product or one thing that you do. There's a trifecta. It's what you're absorbing, what you're eating, what you're doing, what you're supplementing with, how you optimize your systems, your, your neurological systems. So Vox is that piece. Melaleuca provides the supplements and everything else. And then, of course, just through, you know, good eating and, and that kind of thing, you're getting those elements. So you also, you you have a good diet and do you exercise? You take yes, Luca gave us a gorgeous rowing machine. They had um, a healthy heart competition and our founder made sure anybody who wants a rowing machine, just let us know. We'll have one sent to your door. A huge wow. rowing machine. Like, they're phenomenal. So, so I have a daughter that's a personal trainer. Okay. And my other daughter, <laughs> not to plug all these things, but so my other daughter is a real foodie um, and she has quite a fabulous blog, Eat Salad Daily. And it started because we wanted to be resourceful in how we stretched our dollar yeah. and buy one thing and turn it into multiple things. So yeah, we got the whole thing going on. 
That's <laughs> fabulous. So her her blog is Eat Salad Daily. That's the name of it. E A T S, like plural. Eats Salad Daily. Oh, okay. Phenomenal. And her photography and her skill at showing the building of the perfect bite or the perfect plate. Ooh. Yeah, on Instagram, like you would really enjoy it. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I don't get paid out. to say anything. She's not even getting paid. It's just she does it for the love of it. Um, and I have to say that we're not promoting Melaleuca. Like I, no, I, no. I'm not in Melaleuca. I'm not promoting it. I'm just, I want you to share your experience because it's been so positive. And, and that's the reason why you won the 50 over 50 entrepreneur yes. in Canada. Right. I mean, yes. from that company. And I think it's because I have a different perspective now too. I've done those things where you think if I invest in this company and I'm buying inventory and I'm going to turn it over. Well, it does work for a little while, but eventually something's got to give. There, you don't have the client retention that gives you that residual piece. Residual means you should do the work once, but that activity pays over and over, yes. which I think people miss that part. I do too. Right? Yeah. So very, very good point. Understanding. So question for you, you're all about health and wellness. How much does mindset and your attitude play into the whole aging process. What have you seen with that? Because you can eat well, you can exercise, you can avoid heavy metal and those toxins and take great supplements. But what about your mind? Could you speak to that just a little bit? Absolutely. Well, mindset is everything. Mindset is absolutely everything. And I think watching my husband go through everything that he's gone through this mm -hmm. past year, um, and I was sharing this with somebody yesterday, I think there's probably only three times over the whole course um, where he's displayed any sense of anger or frustration mm -hmm. outside of when he came out of the coma and realized his leg was missing. Oh. And then he was crying. Beyond that, like in his day-to-day -day struggles or whatever, always upbeat. Wow. And my children, my children are the same way because we had to learn way back then, you made your own fun. You had to create silliness. And my adult kids, we still do Friday night movies together. Oh. I have a big screen and a projector and we pick a movie. Just they come, my four kids, they leave their spouses at home and we eat and laugh. And they're just as silly with each other as they were growing up. Oh, that is so fun. Yeah. So a healthy mindset and positive attitude. I mean, I could be crying all day long with what goes on. Sure. I could be. Why? What is that going to serve? Mm -hmm. who is that going to serve it gives you wrinkles yes right gives you a headache makes your eyes bulge like why get a worry box pack all your worries in a worry box take it out once or twice in the month look them over yeah worry about that and just focus on it find a solution or a solution will appear mm -hmm. and then get rid of that worry throw it away yeah it just okay. robs you of tomorrow's glory that is great advice so health and wellness experts, entrepreneur, coach, you've kind of done everything. What's next for you? What's next on your list? Um, a book. Oh, okay. So tell All us. Right. What oh, an ebook. Actually, so in prepared, somebody else invited me for a podcast next week. Oh, cool. Another group about saving money and being um, frugal with groceries and whatever. So I dug out a presentation. This was my um, fighting your adversity of turning your adversity into advantage in my 10 steps, how we did it right from the beginning. Some really hilarious parts in there. Um, and I said, why am I making that an ebook? Somebody needs to read that. Yeah. So you're going to make that into an ebook. 
Yeah, I think so. Are, are you going to write a, a longer book then on top of that? Something that's been on my mind since my early marriage was don't say I do until you know, K-N-O-W, you don't. So here's the premise, right? Young ladies growing up, we often create a vision in our head. He's going to be tall, dark, and handsome. We're going to be so happy, and we're going to have this big house, and blah, 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 blah. And quite often, you fall into the trap of thinking your very first love or your first high school something, something is going to be your forever person. But you don't really get to know yourself. Right. What are the things that you will compromise on your values? What are the things you won't? So you have to know if it drives you crazy and is a deal breaker that he burps and farts 24 seven, <laughs> don't settle for it. Right. You're not going to change them after you don't change them after. Right. It's only going to get worse actually. Yes. It usually does. Right. They have to be willing to see those faults within themselves. That's the only way that that change happens. But I think women, we just are so afraid. Maybe that's alluding to what you said, afraid to be alone. Yeah. You take the first chance without really knowing, knowing yourself and knowing that individual and all those core value things have to match and you have to know what things aren't deal breakers and what things would be. So that sounds like it's going to be a really great book. I hope so. <laughs> it's it's all up here, Cindy. Okay. It's all up here. So when can we expect it? <laughs> um, hmm. How long does it take to write a book? I've never written a book. Well, I, gosh, I wrote mine in a few months. Okay. So. But um, if it's all up here, I mean, you should be able to just put that on paper and get it out. Yeah. You know, that's it. And my kids have prompted me many times, like, oh, my God, Mom, why aren't you writing all this down? Yeah. When I get on a roll, like, it just comes. It's just fluid. Well, I can't wait. You're going to do that now. I'm going to hold you to okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so all right. That, that's exciting. Well, thank you, Terry. I really appreciate you sharing your your story with us, your life, where, where you've been and and how that propelled you into being the woman that you are today. My absolute, my absolute pleasure, Cindy. I'm glad we connected. How can people reach you if they want more information? Website would be uh, melaleuca.com backslash Terry Randall. My Facebook page is called the Practically Healthy Family because we all could have improvements. So I share all kinds of tidbits in there. So they can reach out to you for any tips and tricks. Anytime. And any sort of coaching or anything. Yeah, anytime would be my absolute honor. Well, thank you so much. Best of luck to your husband and and healing to him. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming on here and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And please, if you enjoyed the program today, please feel free to share. I appreciate you. Get out there and start living your best damn life. Until next time, take care.